Hi, and welcome to the Blogging Business Owner Podcast. I am your host, Anna, and today Chaitanya will not be joining us. Uh, I had the social media stuff, and so I thought that it would be better suited if I take lead on this. So today's topic is going to be how to automate your social media. And this is perfect for bloggers and business owners. Uh, and for me, you know, during my first month of being on social media, I was able to gain hundred over 147,000 impressions. And I'm sure you'll be able to do as well uh, when you adopt this strategy. This is episode 19. And just a disclosure, uh, we might include some links in here. Uh, and if we if you do use them, just know that they may be affiliates. And that means that It'll be helping the show at no additional cost to you. So a social media strategy is critical for successful blog promotion and automation can really help you with the system. I think we can share in the phenomenon of starting social media marketing can be overwhelming, especially if you're as new as I was. Uh, before I was leading blogging business owner, I did not interact with social media. I mean, of course, I opened an account here or there and sometimes checked it, but I was not active. I didn't have the apps on my phone. I really deactivated my accounts and took them down completely. I just didn't, you know, whoever I'm close to, I would talk to on the phone or send emails or text messages. I didn't really have a need to be on social media because... Uh, the people that I wanted to be around, I was already connected to. And, you know, if I met someone that I was interested in, then we would kind of go that way as well. Uh, it was more about socializing. Uh, but once the pandemic hit, uh, I really relied heavily on social media. And that's also when blogging business was first born, you could say. And so it was important for me to start engaging with social media because I needed to promote the content because we are a blog with really no brand awareness at this time. Uh, we needed to start to promote what blogging business was so that we can start to connect with like-minded individuals and other businesses as well. And so social media was really a must. You may have noticed that if you Google something, you usually get results from companies, I mean, I mean, like really big companies, uh, or yeah, like maybe like their blogs. It's not always personal individual blogs, like by small businesses like ours. It's difficult to find information on Google search. I mean, it's really Pinterest is the most conducive to finding blogs. You know, not everybody uses Pinterest, uh, other people use, you know, other social medias. And so it was important for us to be on the major platforms so that a blogging business owner could, you know, have some relevancy and, and brand awareness as well. You can promote your blog on social media because it, it, on a search engine, it really takes a really long time to be able to rank. It makes it worth it to promote on social media because you start to see results right away with page views and and comments and feedback. So it, it, it makes the job even more rewarding. Blogging is already something that we enjoy, but really we want to make sure that the content is suitable for you and that you're gaining some value. And we can only do that by hearing from you. And we can only do that by connecting. We use social media uh, because it's a great way to connect with new and existing readers. 
and it offers visibility that would otherwise be difficult to gain if you rely only on search engines. Just a little bit about me. I know I did share, you know, I grew to 147,000 impressions on my first month. And for me, that was a really big deal uh, because I, I really didn't think, I didn't even imagine that actually. I, I just kind of thought, I would get some likes and maybe some comments. And so, and, and you know, I, I'm really proud of the content that we have, uh, but in no means did I feel like it was, you know, groundbreaking. Uh, so I know that this is an approach and a strategy that everybody can use, uh, no matter the quality of your of, you know, of your content. Of course, you always want to submit it so that it resonates with people. But just, you know, the first step is putting out content and just kind of getting that feedback and seeing, you know, how well it does. And, and that was definitely what we did. The sentiment of overwhelm quickly settled in. And I remember I spent about a week just focusing on social media and just ruminating how I could make it easier on me because I had noticed that even though I was still producing a blog, blog post, it was like social media was taking over my schedule. And I remember telling Chaitanya, I, I need to come up with a system that is that is better because this isn't this isn't working for me. And I thought about hiring a VA and a social media marketer and, you know, all those things. And it's just for our zero budget, it's too expensive. And so I knew that I would take the lead on social media marketing. And I just, I felt like it was too overwhelming. After I spent that week just thinking about it and kind of learning more about the social media platforms and what works and what doesn't really work, I came up with the strategy and part of it was automation. I'm not sure if you've heard of this, but you know, there are ways that you can automate your social media that are totally legit. So a big part of this is always go with an authorized or partnered uh, third party. Never go with, you know, some of these scams uh, where they sell you a product and or a service and they're following and unfollow and auto liking and, you know, like, don't, don't do that. You risk losing your account and, and that's a lot of work that you'll be losing, but most of all, you'll be losing connection to to audience members that you've grown to, you know, to build a good relationship with. So don't do that. <laughs> I'm talking about automations that are partnered and are authorized. Um, these are not schemes. These are legitimate partnerships. And I know there's several, but I'm going to talk to you about the most affordable that I found and that works best for our business, which is Recur Post. And Recur Post helps because you put in content and then it cycles it through, but it makes variations out of that content. So you're able to get, you know, the same content on the feed but in a slightly different form. This helps, uh, the AI helps uh, because, you know, it's it's really difficult to only promote one piece of content for the duration of the time until you publish the next uh, content, especially because people are at a different times in their business. Some articles might resonate better at that point, while others not so much. And so it's, 
best to have that variation of coming up again and again. Uh, In some platforms, honestly, they do require you to have that much content. And it's really difficult to come up with so much content, you know, just off of one piece. Um, So I'm going to talk a little bit about automation and how I put that together. But if you're on the conceptual stage of blogging, really focus on your niche, you know, uh, focus on on building that content, um, not on promotion. But once you're stepping into starting to launch, then you want to start to promote, of course, and that would be the growth stage. So conceptual stage and then the growth stage. And the main reason I decided to automate my social media was due to evergreen content, just content that's always relevant, right? I will not automate things that are specific to, for example, Christmas, because it won't be relevant in, you know, during Easter. Thankfully, my content is relevant all year long. And there's only very few pieces of content that I have to season or um, only put out sometimes. And so that really helps me in, in identifying pieces of content that I can automate anytime during during the year. Now, you can consistently promote your blog post uh, months and years after publishing them uh, by using social media. And doing so manually is possible, but time consuming and a massive mental effort. <laughs> Automation allows you to set up automated social media posts to promote your blog content automatically. I, at one point, did try for that one week, I did try to post everything manually because I just, I, I didn't, I just try to keep costs low. I don't want to buy something that I can't get a refund for and that I don't understand because I did try some schedulers uh, that promise to post reels and things like that. And it just, it wasn't true. And, you know, I really hated getting those notifications of it's time to post. (laughs) And I just didn't want to do that. And so manual posting just worked better for me so that when I had time, I would go in and I would post whatever I needed to, but it just sucked a ton of my time. uh, And I spend a ton of time thinking about it. And so it just wasn't time wise, it wasn't something that I was willing to do long term. So what I think uh, makes a great social media management tool is something that is easy to use can touch on different platforms, it can adjust to algorithms as they come up. Especially, you know, those that are partnered, of course, Um, those are really important to me. I do use more schedulers than what I'm going to mention. I use like Tailwind uh, for Pinterest. I don't, I'm not going to talk about that today because that's just specific to Pinterest. I'm going to talk about how to kind of tackle all of the major platforms. So I use Later and Later is a popular social media management app and it serves Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. I love that it is visual uh, is really easy to work with and it will let you know if your caption's too long for one of these platforms, usually Twitter, and you can adjust it right before publishing. Uh, If an image is not the right size, it lets you edit that image in very simple steps. So it's, it's not difficult at all. And I love it because it's one of the only schedulers that I've found that were able to schedule carousels for Instagram. Now you do have 
do, you know, be notified for them. But it's really nice when, you know, when you have the caption already up half, a little below half of my content are carousels. And so I don't get, you know, as many notifications. And the next social media management tool that I use is Sapier. And Sapier is an event-based automation. There are tons of apps on Sapier. I mean, you, you don't have a shortage of them. And it's rare to have, you know, a lack of an app. Um, I will say that later <laughs> is not on Zapier, but a ton of others are. With each event varies by the purpose or the command. So you can set it up different ways, but I use this as to build automations with Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, Google Doc, YouTube, Google Calendar, Dropbox. It, you can do a ton of variations here, uh, but I you know, I'll tell you more about how I use it. And, and of course, I already talked about recur post. Uh, this is an automatic post scheduler and generator. And I, at first, I didn't understand how the automations were going to be made. And it was just so much fun seeing relevant content that I would have posted myself on, you know, these different platforms, but you know, I didn't have to <laughs> like recur post did it for me. And it was just kind of like, magic. <laughs> and so if you haven't done it, give them a try and, and see if it works for you. It's really easy to navigate. Um, I was actually shocked at how easy it was. I was constantly thinking, am I missing something? And I wasn't. Um, it, you know, it, it really was that easy. There's YouTube videos online. There's not many, but it doesn't need many more. It, it covers the basics and whatever you need. Um, I, I don't think that there's much more other than, you know, than what is covered in the video. So watch the video, see if it's going to work for you. And again, it, it's, I thought it was one of the most affordable for what it does. Uh, I'm on the $40 plan, but really I, I wish I was still on the $20 plan uh, because I'm going to talk about a strategy in just a little bit, but out of one post, I create manually, I create 150 variations of that one post. So I don't really need a library, you know, because there's 150 of them. And I publish on average, two blog posts per week. And so I don't I don't really, you know, need a library for them to be recycled because I already produce so much content. Uh, But you know, I, I got it because I was a bit shocked when it told me that I had uh, met the maximum of a thousand pieces of content in the library. Uh, Looking back, I wouldn't have done it. But you know, if you do manage a lot more accounts than I do, uh, yeah, definitely look into that because you get unlimited um, library storage with the $40 a month plan. Now, what is the best social media platform for bloggers? (laughs) You might be wondering. Okay, let me let me go through some of these and I do want to hear from you and learn about any other social media. I I have some in mind um, in addition to these, um, but I haven't tried them, so I'm not going to suggest them to you now. So the first one is going to be Pinterest. So Pinterest drives traffic to your website and Pinterest is kind of a long term game. So it, it's it does produce some traffic, but I, um, in, you know, I'm right now on month two, if you count Jan and Feb, uh, two of blogging, but really active blogging is just the end of the first month. I haven't noticed a lot of traffic from Pinterest coming in, 
But that's mostly because I haven't been on Pinterest for long, right? It's only been about a month. And I know I did post maybe 10 pins at the beginning of January, but I deactivated the account shortly after and I only activated it back the last week of February. Uh, So if you count that, you know, uh, then it's a little bit over a month. I do invest in Pinterest. I, I really like the platform. I think it's it's probably my favorite platform. That and LinkedIn, I really enjoy. Um, and Twitter, I like all of them. But Pinterest is really a, a great platform. And yeah, I, I really, really love it. Um, Pinterest came up with a tag feature. So if you sell physical products, this is great because you're able to promote your products and people are able to buy them. Uh, right now, we don't have a pers- uh, physical product. Uh, but, you know, when we do, we'll have the audience there on Pinterest. Pinterest also pushed out story pins. Um, and right now, story pins are only accessible to business accounts by request. So you don't get one automatically. You can schedule story pins on the Pinterest platform, but there's some limitations to that. So the carousels are up to five pages long. If you want to schedule them manually after you've been approved, which which takes minutes probably, at least it did for me, story pins can go up to 20 pages and that could be a mixture of pictures and videos. I, I usually post a video at the top and end of the deck and then I'll do variations within. Most of the time I, I do images. Um, but yeah, I I love story pins, um, but there are some downfalls. And, and I think you may have already heard about these downfalls from other content creators. Story pins do drive traffic. However, there um, people are hesitant to use story pins because of, you know, different reasons. Mostly because you have to do manual publishing and, you know, that's it's really time consuming. Again, you can schedule them on the platform, uh, but but it's limited quantity. And so as far as, you know, how much you can do with carousels and stuff, you have limited storage on your phone, depending on, you know, iPhones get a little bit more storage than Androids. But if you wanted to save a draft, very limited on the phone. I know they promote unlimited storage on desktop, but that's not true, at least for me. And I don't know if any other content creator has the same experience, but I loaded a ton of content in and I noticed that it wouldn't update. Like it it looked like it was just processing, uh, you know, that little circle that just turns and turns. I couldn't understand, like I didn't understand why it was doing that. And so I what I did differently is that I would publish one of the drafts in my library and then I would able to, and then I was able to load one in. So that gave me the understanding that there is a limit, even though they promote that it's unlimited. They don't allow individual links, which is a real bummer and, you know, something that is completely different than, you know, typical pins because on all the other pins, you're able to click on the image and then it, directs you to a unique URL. But in story pins, you can't do that. You It directs you to the linked account. So whatever was verified, um, what is in your description. And that's a bummer because you might be talking about a specific blog post and then they have to do like a ton of clicks to go back. Yeah, you have to go back to the profile and then it just redirects you to the blog. That's frustrating because most people 
you know, websites are different and they look very different and they won't always know how to find that specific blog post. Uh, so it's frustrating for sure. And it has a limit on hashtags on story pins. You can always add them to the details. I don't know if those are taken into account, uh, but when you add hashtags in, which I, you know, for sure do that, I think it allows up to 10 and it's not very creative. Um, they have a fixed list that you can choose from, uh, but it also doesn't like auto populate them. <laughs> you have to put in like a keyword and then it'll show you whatever is on those hashtags. So, you know, for me being on the platform for about a month, I kind of use the same hashtags again and again. I try to vary them, but I just, I don't know what else is in the list. <laughs> and so those are just some limitations, you know, and some drawbacks of story pins. And I just want you to be aware of those. It's not to, you know, scare you or to tell you not to use them. I absolutely think you should use story pins. They're really why I named this title 147,000 impressions. That's only Pinterest. Uh, I got more impressions on other platforms. I mean, together, you know, in total, I got more impressions. But just on Pinterest, I got 147,000. I was growing, the account was growing by 17,000%. And that was heavily because of story pins. You're building brand awareness and are on a growth stage, for sure use them. The next one is Instagram. And it, it is one of my favorite platforms. It's a visual layout. Um, as you may know. And what I like is that they have different sources of content or like different ways that you can communicate. Honestly, it was super overwhelming once I started learning about Instagram and all the different content that there is like in feed stories, reels, IGTV, so many different things. And I was so confused and frustrated. Uh, Instagram. <laughs> uh, when you do have an input in feed post, you can go up to about 2200 characters, which is super long. So that's why you might find some Instagram bloggers, because you, you can't write a blog post, you know, within your captions. Um, but yeah, it's super long. And Instagram came out with reels and reels were like a competition to TikTok. My understanding is that Instagram has said that, you know, they don't really understand reels. Um, I'm paraphrasing, okay? And that, you know, the, the platform hasn't performed at the level that they expected. And so they're going to continue to make adjustments to the platform you know, to make it perform, you know, better than TikTok, which, which it hasn't done so yet. You know, reels do have a lot of reach. Uh, you can, it's discoverable, which is, you know, unique. Um, it, just like story pins, you can attract new audiences uh, through this content and it, it's pushed in that way. And so a drawback of reels is that, you know, it can't be scheduled ahead of time. I know that there are schedulers that you can, that say you can load them into them, and but then they have to send you a notification. And it's, if you don't mind the notification and paying the extra amount of money just for reels, fine, go ahead and do it. But I'm going to show you a way where you don't need to buy a scheduler. So you'll be saving money. Uh, but there is some manual work, you know, involved in this. It's also a full vertical screen feature. And, and this is true for all of the uh, features that I'm going to be talking about. But, you know, it, it doesn't like to have content that has already been published in other 
social medias. You may notice that when you go on TikTok, you're able to load a piece of content and then it pushing it out to other social medias is super easy once you've loaded it into TikTok. The drawback is that it does place a watermark and Instagram has said that they will not be promoting content that has watermarks. And now Reels have their own watermark as well. So my best advice is use the raw content and upload it to each platform. And and that way you don't have to deal with watermarks. The next platform is LinkedIn. And LinkedIn has come come out with stories very similar to Instagram stories. And these also just last 24 hours. You know, most of these, you know, are are short-lived other than, you know, most of these. Um, But LinkedIn is only for your followers. So just your followers can can see it. So because it's only for your followers, you, you do need to make those connections quickly. And it's really easy to do on LinkedIn. Uh, so I, I do encourage you to spend, you know, about 30 minutes on it and, and just kind of learn the uh, platform. And the main reason I do it is because even though it's just for connections, at some point soon, I would like to start getting sponsorships. And having stories up shows that you're an active user and also, you know, encourages trust and brand awareness. And, um, you know, if anybody goes and looks at your profile, it's good to show that you are active on the platform and, and that you you do continuously check, you know, all of those channels. And LinkedIn is the best place to connect with uh, social media departments of each of these, you know, companies that might give out sponsorships. The next is Twitter and Twitter is a text-based platform. So very similar to blogging. (laughs) So you're able to, you know, kind of take those skills and transfer them to Twitter. I I will say that Twitter has introduced fleets and they have a whole lot of other stuff that they're introducing, but I'm just going to stick to fleets for now. Fleets are just like LinkedIn stories. Uh, They last 24 hours, you know, they disappear and just for your followers, right? Or anything who, anybody who's visiting your profile and I've done it because it, it, it just brings me closer. And again, you know, lets people know that I'm present and that I'm, you know, continuously looking at the account and if anything is needed, I will respond. So it it just shows that I'm active on the platform, but it's not, um, it's not conducive to, to growing. Uh, the next one is Facebook, and I'm only going to talk about it briefly, um, just because Facebook, uh, some communities are very active, like Facebook groups. And that for me, uh, has been the best part of Facebook. But other than that, I just, you know, I, I, I opened it because I wanted Instagram, you know, the benefits of Facebook is that they do have a lot of data (laughs) on, um, people. And so if you want to start advertising, you know, in the future, and you want to do it for a certain location, or for a certain occupation, Facebook does allow you to do that. And, and there's their algorithm is uh, very smart um, in all this information. I'm going to skip over to Reddit now. And Reddit, again, is a text based forum. So you could transfer your skills from blogging. And there's a ton of subreddits or, you know, that's Reddit communities that are dedicated to a certain topic. I found these really helpful. I I feel like I can be very vulnerable on Reddit and I find that others are too. And I'm able to 
give advice or ask questions with the knowledge that I have. And it's helpful, right? I, I don't always look for questions where I can promote my blog, but you know, sometimes it comes up and if it's useful, then I link to it. If it's not useful, then I just, you know, answer the question or, you know, get on the thread. TikTok is a short form content platform. Uh, it was released in 2020 in the pandemic and we were all stuck at home and still are at the time of this recording. And it just got super popular. It brought people together virtually and, and it's just a fun platform. And TikToks are discoverable, uh, which is really great because you're able to you know, promote your content and it's able to reach new audience members, right? Because like none of us have been on TikTok long enough to, you know, have an established community. Maybe you do, you know, maybe it's, you know, a small community. Uh, Getting discovered on TikTok is always great. Now, I haven't seen any analytics that say that TikTok drives any traffic. It is part of my growth strategy, uh, but at this point, it hasn't driven any any traffic. The last one is YouTube. And YouTube also came out with YouTube Shorts, which is similar to Fleets and LinkedIn Stories and Instagram Stories. Uh, The thing about this is that it does live on. So shorts are also vertical form uh, and you can put them on your channel and put them in a playlist and they do get, you know, sorted out and and put into the feed. I am a premium uh, subscriber and I get a button on my phone that asks me if I want to post a a short. Um, I have a my personal account where I do not have premium and I don't have that button. So I don't know if it's just premium members, but you know, either way, everybody can post on shorts, just add the hashtag shorts to your post and make sure that it's a vertical clip. Okay, let's talk about automations. You can make different variations of your content so that it is being published on on social media. And the reason that I'm stressing variations is because of Twitter. So Twitter doesn't allow you to post the same content twice, if that makes sense. So for example, on your first post, you could say the title followed by the URL and then the hashtags. And then a second variation could be the title followed by a hashtag and closing with the URL. So do you see how they're, they're different? I mean, you're communicating the same thing. It's just the variation is, is different. This is how I get 120 variations for my content. And I'll talk about the libraries and, and how I do that. The first step that I take growth and engagement is using later. So I use it to resize the content and make sure that, you know, every all the uh, character limits are met uh, before pushing it out. Every week I make 10 unique pins. And it's, it's a variation of videos, carousels, images. Those 10 pieces of content end up being about 30 pieces of content because of the different variations that I make. So I, I make that. Then I use that same content to post onto stories or short form content. Uh, but I, I do that by... I then use, you know, whatever I've already loaded into later... I then use it to be recycled into recur post. So I do feed from later to recur post. 
And I set up libraries. So that this is the thing about recur posts is that you get different libraries where you could add a variation of feeds uh, and every library has its own name. So I have a couple of libraries. One of them is my blog and I feed the RSS from the blog into this library. And what that helps with is that, you know, every time a new piece of content is published, I know that it's going to be first in the queue because it was just published. And so I want at least one to be, you know, one post per day to be about, you know, that week's post. The next one is the podcast. And I feed the RSS feed from Anchor to that library. So anytime that a new episode is uploaded uh, or published, then it promotes it at the top of the feed. Social media is another one. And I I feed my Instagram content uh, into this one. And I feed Instagram because it has the most amount of caption length and it's a visual. And so usually visuals tend to do a lot better better uh, on every platform than, than just text space, um, even Twitter. And so I, I post, I recycle it from Instagram, those 1080 by 1080 content. And the last one is a newsletter. So I use the Substack RSS feed to feed into this library. And that way it's at the top of the library and you'll always know what's being published on Substack. So if, if you know, Substack doesn't have its own app. And so it's really difficult to <laughs> be on Substack. Um, I put a shortcut on my phone, but that's because I'm, you know, a writer for Substack. But I think most people don't. <laughs> but, you know, if that's something you want to do, you can definitely do that. But I, I try to make it easy for everybody uh, to follow the content. And that's why I, I I feed it into my social media so that at least on you can see the image and, you know, you could just click on the link and be redirected to Substack to, you know, re- read it. I just it's really difficult to keep up with like different channels. And so I just try to make sure that, you know, every channel has some type of continuity. <laughs> uh, but you could also get the Substack newsletter by subscribing on Substack, and then it would go into your email. So it really depends, you know, what your preference is. Uh, At least for me, what I I notice my behavior is that I'll check my business email or my work email tons of times throughout the day uh, and respond. But my personal email, I probably check it like once a week. And so it's (laughs) not... (laughs) Like if I was getting a newsletter, I would really have to, you know, I usually sit down on Fridays and read newsletters, but that's just something I like to do, like a practice I like to do. And I know that's very personal and not everybody does it. And so, you know, getting it on your social media, I I think is much easier. So anyways, these are the four libraries that I have on Recur Post. And then Recur Post will then push it out to Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, and Google My Business. And now for a break, stay with us. Hey, it's Anna, and the newsletter is open right now at bloggingbusinessowner.com slash newsletter. My newsletter is the most comprehensive service for blogging business owners. Each week, the newsletter focuses on strategies, features, and the benefits for online businesses. 
The Blogging Business Owner Newsletter is the number one way that I get to connect with you each week. Having the newsletter is what drives traffic to my site every single day. So dive in now at bloggingbusinessowner.com slash newsletter. bloggingbusinessowner.com slash N-E-W-S-L-E-T-T-E-R. That's bloggingbusinessowner.com slash newsletter. I look at images online and I see a person who tried everything on the earth to add supporting content to their blog and social media. What I didn't know was that poor quality images damaged the brand deeper than a left swipe. Ivory Mix is a one stop for all of your stock photo needs that truly works for your business. I've used Ivory Mix every day since starting my blog. Go to bloggingbusinessowner.com slash Ivory Mix. Bloggingbusinessowner.com slash I-V-O-R-Y-M-I-X. That's bloggingbusinessowner.com slash Ivory Mix. The third step is Sapier. So Sapier, uh, I talked about it um, earlier, but I use it. I use Sapier to upload captions into Recur Post. That that's the main reason I use Sapier. I am on the paid plan because, again, every post that I that I have, which is once or twice a week, it, I do make a hundred and twenty variations, give or take. The monthly cap for the free plan on Sapier is a hundred. And I, I do this, you know, every week. And so uh, I have, I'm on the paid plan so that I can, um, I have the the entry level or whatever it's called. And I pay, I believe $20 a month if you buy the annual plan. And it lets you do, you know, 750 saps. And so that's usually okay for me. Um, I usually can make that work. Okay, like step four, the variations. So these variations, let me tell you what, <laughs> each variation is. So I have a post title and a show notes title. And I don't use them both at the same time. I will only use one. Sometimes followed then by a snippet. And this is where I just talk briefly about what the post was. I then add one to three hashtags, usually one. I add a URL. And that's usually the URL that goes to the blog post. I add a pretty link that goes to the show notes. I add an at (laughs) so that I can connect with, you know, platforms that may be similar or, or just promote my other platforms. And then I add a podcast page link. And this is a page that I have on the website that's dedicated to the podcast. Um, and it helps because if you're on the website and you don't really want to leave the website, uh, then you can play the episode right from, you know, the page. And the last one is a newsletter. And this is a kind of open link because I do post every day on Substack. I just leave it open so that people can, you know, jump in whenever they're ready. And then Substack will list all the posts, right? And so all the free posts. So these are, I do variations amongst all of these. And you'll notice that, you know, I have a ton of different uh, topic areas. And that's how I'm able to get to 120 variations with just one content. And if I change, you know, just one of these, the variations will all change. And so 
then I'm able to, um, well, not all of them, right? Just, just the ones that have to deal with that, uh, with that column. So these are then loaded onto recur post from zap. Uh, so I do the variations on, are on Excel. I use Zapier to then put them on recur post, which you can do manually. Actually, I did it manually and, and it doesn't take a long time, especially if you have music on, uh, but doing that every week does take a chunk of time, especially if it's like 120 variations. Uh, so I just decided to use Zapier because it's just much easier. Uh, and then recur post will add them to the library if you like, or add them to a one-time post. Uh, if you're pushing out as much content as I am, my suggestion is do one time because if you just change a couple of these, right, the hashtag and the snippet, things like that, you don't really need to add them to the library, right? Because it's 120. Um, anyways, and then step five is I manually post every day, twice a day. And this is by far the most fantastic hack I have. Uh, you know, I'm really proud of the variation and the Zapier and the recur post, uh, but really manually posting every day, it, it did take some time to think about how I was going to do it and the most time efficient way. At the time that I wrote this article, it was taking me about five minutes and now I think it takes me, you know, less, um, but yeah, five minutes is, is probably a good average. Manual posting, I post in the morning and in the evening. So to start off my day and to end my work day, um, I post and I post to different feeds and I'll talk a little bit more about that, but uh, it really does work. So for example, I did one post on Instagram, an in-feed post, a video, and I checked back five hours later and it had gotten three views. Uh, which, which is, you know, it's good for, for, you know, being on social media for one month. But then I posted a reel and checked it three hours later and I got three times, I'm sorry, 10 times the amount of views. It was at 31. Uh, and, and I put some screenshots on the blog post. Uh, they didn't really come out very good, <laughs> but um, they're just to show you the amount of views and also the, the time frame. That's really, you know, and I do post a link. So if you want to see what it is, you, you can, you know, go to the link and, and look it up on Instagram. Um, but it just didn't come out good on the screenshot. So similar to Reels, uh, you have Twitter fleet, you know, LinkedIn stories, YouTube shorts, Snapchat spotlight, Pinterest stories, and Instagram Reels. So I post to all of these in the morning and then again in the evening. The downside is that you can't schedule basically any of these. I mean, you maybe a reel and you'll get a notification. Maybe I don't, I, I know one app that alleges they can do it and I, I paid for it for a month and it, it didn't do it. Uh, but you know, if you know something that, you know, will tackle all of these and you know, please let us know. I haven't found it. Uh, all these I manually post. Here's what I do. What I found that is in common with all of these is that the size is always 1080 by 1920. It's a full screen, uh, which is nice because I don't have to resize right when I'm posting. I load all this content into a Google Drive folder and I categorize it by the day in which I intend to post it. And then when I go into the folder, uh, they're right at the top, right? Whatever I need to post on that day, because it, it, it has the date on it. I go ahead and just post whatever is at the front of the queue. And when I'm done posting, I rename it. So I put a different date on it. And then it goes to the back of the queue or, or wherever else I, I want to put it. 
I do this for some, not for all. Um, sometimes I find that content has already been recycled enough, and so I, I won't do it again. Uh, but usually, it, because I've only been blogging for a month, this doesn't happen very often. And there's different variations in the time. So for example, Snapchat allows 11 seconds, and then Reels go up to 30 seconds. So there's variation on the times that each of these can be. So if, if I can't load them in, I don't like Snapchat. Um, I don't have any followers on Snapchat and I've never been able to get into spotlights. <laughs> they have like different requirements. Like you have to have music in them. You have to add a hashtag and then they have to review it and see if it's good for their plan. I've never gotten anything approved. And so I just quit on Snapchat. But if you like to have your face on camera there, they probably would like that for their platform. I, I just choose not to. Uh, so I post to all these except Snapchat. I, I do try to post on Snapchat, by the way, every so often I try to get my stuff published on spotlights. It never happens. But my priority really is Instagram Reels and Pinterest. So I really focus on those. And for like LinkedIn, when I can't get my post up on the stories. I just post it in feed because it, it just does really well. Now step six is tracking and building habits. So at first it was, I did have to make a tracker because I just couldn't remember all of the platforms that I had to publish to. And I was publishing uh, when I was heating up water in the kennel, which is like the first thing I do in the morning. So I was already like super sleepy. And I build a tracker uh, so that I could, you know, cross out and it had to be manual, right? Because I'm using a screen, so I can't use a screen twice. <laughs> um, so I had to do it by hand and I would just cross out the day and the platform to which I had posted. And, and I have that ready. Just let me know if you want it. I'll happily share it with you. Uh, but I, I do have a, a tracker that I use and I would cross out, you know, every morning I would cross out okay, I just did a uh, Pinterest story. Okay, now I'm going to do an Instagram reel and then I would cross that out. Now I'm going to do an Instagram story and I would cross that out. And so I did that enough times to where now I don't need the tracker. I could just, you know, I just do it. In the beginning, I definitely need to do that <laughs> to, to help myself. So some tips and some frequently asked questions about, about the subject. And, and please let me know if you have you know, additional questions or, or tips. Those are always helpful. It says automation is great. Can I automate everything on my social media? The answer is no. <laughs> Some things you have to do manually. My biggest tip here is do not use unauthorized third party schedulers. So something that is not partnered with the platform, you can very well risk your account and you don't want that you've spent time on it and it's it has value to you even if you take it for granted because you have access to it now don't get greedy and you know go overboard stick to this uh to this strategy and and see how it works for you and just think about you know how much you would regret losing that account before you buy a scheduler um, it's really not worth it if you have a need like a really strong need to have an automation that I haven't talked about and you don't have the time but you do have the money hire a VA uh, that that would be my recommendation I fortunately have the time to be able to go back and, you know, make adjustments as needed. But I know that's a luxury. I, you know, time is a luxury and I, you know, 
habit. Uh, but I know I won't have it forever. And so in the future, when I'm short on time, I, I will hire a VA. And for me, the biggest thing that I would like to have a VA uh, to communicate with is to send an initial welcome message to any follower that I may gain. Uh, just because that's not something that happens right now, you, there isn't um, automations that are partnered and authorized that do that. And so you have to manually do it. And, and it's it's kind of a drag because the notifications are different for every platform. And sometimes um, it's really hard to spot them. Uh, I know Instagram makes it a lot easier than Pinterest. Anyhow, it, it's it's really difficult and it's time consuming um, to to go through every feed and spot them just because they kind of look like all the other notifications. Uh, but I love sending, you know, that first initial message. But the reality is, is that it, they're not very different from one another, all the welcome messages. And I much rather uh, spend my time in communicating with people who are interested in responding. And so that would be a reason that I might hire a VA. Um, you might have other reasons, maybe responding to comments or um, going through other feeds and posting comments, liking or f even following if that's something that it works for you and, and the platform. Uh, but yeah, uh, biggest thing is, you know, be authentic and do not get unauthorized third party schedulers. The next and final question, I believe is how do I create content that stays relevant on different platforms? Every platform has a different style of content and you always want to make content that is native to the platform. That's the big goal. Um, I'm not there yet. I've only been online for about a month and I, I try not to be hard on myself uh, as far as making content that's native to every platform. So what I mean by that is, you know, an Instagram reel it typically looks very different than an Instagram story. I'm sorry, than a Pinterest story pen. Story pens are usually, you know, they have the overlay of words. Uh, they they do better when they have music and it's it might have motion, but that that's about it. You don't really have your face on the story pen. And with reels, it's usually about dancing, um, putting yourself on camera uh, or doing a green screen, uh, which, which, so you can see how those two formats are very different. So you, you'll just get there. You'll get there sometime. So don't, don't push yourself. The biggest thing is to be active on, on the platforms. Some of the things that I, that I would, you know, suggest is that within the feed of Twitter does do better when you add a 1080 by 1080 video. So go ahead and do that. Uh, your in-feed content does, it is discoverable, especially if you add hashtags. And so, and if people like it or they retweet it, um, which, which will happen often. I mean, it's happened to me, especially with podcasts. Uh, so make sure that you add a 1080 by 1080 tip for Instagram reels, po post four to seven times per week. I post way more than this. And I think my average reel, gets maybe 30 views. I mean, it's not, it's really not a lot. My average TikTok uh, gets about 150 views, uh, which is not a lot compared to, you know, what other people are doing on TikTok, but I'm active on the platform and learning, you know, every day. Uh, so post every day. 
engage with story pins. I know it's kind of a drag uh, because of all the limitations that I spoke about, but really this this is a great way to get discovered. And there's tons of other ways that you can get discovered in more of the traditional tailwind communities or joining uh, group boards, right? Those are kind of like the typical ways, but it's a long-term game. It's it's going to take a while <laughs> to get discovered. And so using story pens, if you're a new blogger like I am and just started <laughs> about a month ago, story pens are going to be, you know, they're going to work great for brand awareness. D- don't expect them to push people into your website. Um, that's going to that's going to be the typical traditional pins that, again, take a long time to do their work. And then post 1080 by 1080 videos on LinkedIn. So similar to Twitter, um, they're just going to do a lot better than text-based. Those are my tips <laughs> for you. I know that I, I, I spoke a lot. I know that. And I know that my strategy could seem very complicated. Uh, it, it really isn't. Uh, once you can, you have the tools and once you, you know, you're set up, And I would like to hear from you if you would like to, if you would be interested in purchasing a bundle where there's the growth tracker, a tutorial on how to do all these things, and then an instant content variation sheet. So the sheet is already made and um, happy to share it with you if you're interested in it. Uh, But let me know if if you would like all these components because one of them, you know, without the others, you can make growth, but all them put together, you can skyrocket. My account exploded and you can go and look at the accounts. But in the first month, it was growing at 17,000%, which is just a crazy number (laughs) to think about just on Pinterest. You know, I, I had tons of growth on the other platforms as well. And I'm proud of the work that we've done. And I want to hear from you because I know that this is doable. And I know that when I usually hear uh, some crazy strategy like this and people say anybody can do it, I usually think anybody but me. <laughs> and uh, I just want to say that I, I, I really do believe in this strategy and I do believe that everybody can't do it. <laughs> you know, if you just have like five minutes in the morning, five minutes at the end, you know, if you're on a commute, uh, if you're like me, just warming up the kennel, (laughs) that, you know, that's perfect. You know, that's enough time for for you to make all these posts and and be able to start to grow and engage. Try it for a month and and let me know the results. I'm really curious to know and be faithful and and stick it out for a whole month. That's my challenge. Let me know if you, if you would like to have a a bundle. I would be happy to do that and, and explain the whole process. I, I I really don't mean to take up your time. So if you know if I do end up making a tutorial for this, I I probably will do something super short. The value of this is is for me it, it was huge that I was able to crack this. But it did take you know a week of me ruminating and thinking about it, you know, tons. Not everybody has that amount of time, right, to think about it as much as I did. Make the most out of this knowledge and let me know. I'd be happy to do that for you. This is episode 19. If you're interested in the show notes, it's bloggingbusinessowner.com slash hashtag 19. Thanks so much for joining me. I look forward to your comments and I, I, I just can't wait to spend time with you again. All right. See you Sunday.
So as you know, I have been in the podcasting space for some weeks now, and I have been very lucky to produce successful episodes. If you want to hear more episodes, go to bloggingbusinessowner.com slash podcast. Access the one stop to subscribe to your favorite platform and connect with us online. That's bloggingbusinessowner.com slash podcast.